What's up, everyone? It's me, AJ, and you're listening to Housewives Happy Hour with AJ. Welcome back, everyone, to The Ultimate Breakdown. I'm starting with Beverly Hills today. So I was listening to Two Teas in a Pod, Teddy's and Tamara's podcast the other day, and I found some interesting information from Teddy that I wanted to share with you guys. Um, On a recent episode of Beverly Hills, Lisa did have a meltdown of all meltdowns at um, Dorit's charity event, and she screamed at Sutton and the rest of the party watched, you know, and everyone was kind of confused where it came from. This was a couple weeks ago before Aspen Trip. Eventually, Lisa was forced to um, kind of end her meltdown as Dorit introduced the event's musical guest, Melissa Etheridge. Um, so Tamara, uh, Tamara on Teddy, excuse me, on Teddy and Tamara's podcast, Two Teas in a Pod, um, Teddy shares her opinions on Lisa's emotional outburst. She says, I haven't had anyone... Um, I haven't given anyone immediate pass away either, but back at the beginning of my and Edwin's relationship, when I first started having kids, when we were having issues, I took it out on everyone as well as myself and beat myself up and had big emotions over things that had absolutely nothing to do with anybody. Um, She also said, I don't think us saying we empathize with Rena is us saying that we think what she did was right, but I also don't understand why none of the other women were like, Rena, enough. Obviously, you're going through something right now. Let it go. Uh, She also said, I think also the problem is she has additional resentment that none of these women reached out to her about her. Like all you see, like all you are seeing is what's happening on camera. There's like no extra. How are you doing since your mom? I think that's also what she's pissed about. And it's just coming out in really jacked up ways. I actually never really thought about that until she said that. And then when I thought about it, I was like, that makes sense. They didn't really show a lot of the ladies reaching out, seeing if Rena needed anything. And Um, I mean, I guess there's really no protocol for, you know, people who are grieving. But then again, I mean, it it probably would have been nice for Rinna to have a little bit of more support in terms of her grieving process. Um, I personally don't think that that's why she's melting down as much as she is this season. But that's just me. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So actress Jennifer Lawrence's love for Bravo shows isn't a secret. It's not surprising that she didn't hold back when she was asked about the current season of Beverly Hills. She was chatting with Variety about season 12 and um, the most infamous cast member, Erica. She said, not a great season, but I'll finish it. Brian and I have quit Dubai and we're done with Dubai, is what she said on her interview. She said, my biggest problem with this season is that it's just been boring. When it comes to her thoughts on Erica, she said, and I think that Erica is evil. I would go as far as to say she needs a publicist. Um, according to Jennifer, the Beverly Hills cast should have been given Erica some advice on how bad she has been coming across. Jennifer did give Lisa Renna props for trying to save Erica from embarrassing herself any further, even though her attempts didn't work. She then likened the whole incident to an episode of uh, Real Housewives of New York where Dorinda had red lipstick smeared across her face and no one said anything. She said, Rinna tried to look out for her and tried to, like, she didn't do the Dorinda thing. Remember when they were in Colombia and Dorinda's wearing Joker makeup and Carol Radziwill was just talking to her and leaving her out there? Oh no, I'm t- I'm not talking about this. 
Despite her enthusiasm, her friend and co-star Brian didn't want to say anything too controversial about the Bravo stars in order to stay on their good side. He said, don't drag me into this. I don't want Dorinda or Erica coming for me. We're good. (laughs) Erica did respond on Watch What Happens Live, and she said that... um, uh, (laughs) She essentially said that... um, you know, it's easy to dish it out from, you know, an outside perspective, but she said she invites Jennifer Lawrence to, you know, come out for a night out with them. And she basically said, and I'm sure we can unmask the ugly parts of her personality as well. And <laughs> basically clapped back um, at her comment completely. So, um, listen, I think it's so great that Beverly Hills is so talked about and especially in like Hollywood, you know, And I think that it's so funny that, like, you got actresses like Jennifer Lawrence and, you know, we had Howard Stern was talking about it the other day with actor John Hamm. I mean, it's so great that so many actors and actresses and people in the entertainment industry are talking about the show because it is great. I mean, I don't really care what anybody says. I mean, this has been a great season. It's been an exhausting season. And I'm glad that we're actually almost over because I've just been so tired and exhausted about all this. But um, I'm... I'm looking forward to the reunion, and yeah, I I think it's great that everybody's talking about it. Let's just leave it there. (laughs) So this is kind of random, but during an episode of Nicki Minaj's um, radio show Tea Party, she aired out her grievances and put Garcelle on blast. The episode got especially juicy for Bravo fans when Nicki called out Garcelle and the rest of the real cast for interviewing Jennifer Huff, who is the woman who has accused her husband, Kenneth Petty, of rape. According to Nikki, the cast of The Real only interviewed Jennifer Huff for ratings, but noted that it didn't work because the next thing that happened to them, they were canceled. And she then took specific aim at Garcelle for being upset that Bravo fans and bots are attacking her teenage son. She said that Garcelle didn't think about her son when interviewing his father's accuser. What she said was, this lady is on one of The Real Housewives talking about, leave my son alone, don't leave comments under my son's page. Bitch, if you can't stand to feel the heat, get out of the motherfucking kitchen, bitch. Um, and then she also said, I see why that white man left you, uh, disgusting is what she said. Um, I actually think that's horrible. That's a horrible thing to say. Um, super uncalled for. Like, I mean, I I get that she's, you know, upset at, you know, you know, it's like, it's not like Garcelle has an option to choose who she's going to interview, um, on her show. By the way, the reel isn't on anymore, but I I don't think Garcelle had, you know, a choice, in picking Jennifer Huff, this woman who accused, you know, Nicki Minaj's husband of rape. I don't think she had a choice in that. And I think it was kind of inappropriate for her to call her out and especially to bring up her son like that. I think that was really inappropriate. And, um, I mean, I'm a Nicki Minaj fan, but I don't know, like I totally with Garcelle on this one. I'm actually shocked that Bravo didn't even say anything. Cause I mean, Bravo has had Nicki Minaj as a guest reunion host at the Potomac reunion. So I think it's really interesting that they didn't say anything. But uh, with that being said, I think it's horrible what she said. And when I read this, I was absolutely horrified for Garcelle. But she did um, she did kind of comment on Nicki Minaj's response uh, on Watch What Happens Live. And she said something along the lines of she's a journalist or, you know, she was a journalist and she was just doing her job. So I think that was a really poised response, but I don't know. Okay, so the Beverly Hills reunion was filmed. Uh, The ladies were not able to see the last few episodes, which is actually kind of rare. They're usually given 
the last few episodes before they film the reunion so that they can respond to pretty much everything. However, they were not given these episodes ahead of time and they filmed the reunion in real time. Uh, so they, they have watched everything that we have watched up to this point, essentially. And according to a few Instagram pages, there was some major drama at the reunion, allegedly between Kyle and Kathy. So Kathy reportedly blames Kyle for everything that went down in Aspen. And uh, apparently, this is just allegedly, um, excuse me, Kathy accepted, I'm sorry, Kyle accepted the blame for it all. So now we have, um, you know, before I get into this, we have now watched Beverly Hills. Um, Up to this point, we have seen or we know of an incident that happened in Aspen. We now know what the incident was. It was apparently an alleged argument uh, that, or I I don't want to say argument, but incident that started at the the club that the cast was at. Rinna then took Kathy home because she was distressed and um, and Rinna explained all these other things that had happened. I mean, you can go back and watch the episode. I don't need to rehash it. But I will say that um, we now know all of this information. Um, I, I, I want to say I'm a little bit disappointed only because I feel like... Um, <laughs> like, us as blogs have been just through so much on Instagram of, like, all this different tea that's come out and... Um, you know, with Rinna following her along on her social media this whole past season, it's been crazy. And so, um, I was a little disappointed to find out that one, that none of this was captured on camera. Uh, none of it was captured on audio. Uh, there, there may be, so, I mean, some people may believe that there was audio of it, um, and that Bravo is withholding that footage. And let me just tell you right now, Personally, um, and this is just me, I've seen every single Housewives season, every single episode. I know of all these controversies that have happened across the board with all of these franchises. And I can say, I don't believe that Bravo will withhold footage um, like that unless uh, it has to do with something, um, you know, like unless the FBI gets involved like they did with the Real Housewives of DC. I don't think that um, they're withholding any footage even if Kathy was to say, hey, I don't want this footage in there, they're going to freaking use it. I mean, look at look at all these seasons that we've watched. I mean, do you think Denise wanted any of that footage to come out of there? I mean, she was the one who said, bravo, bravo, fucking bravo, hoping that it wouldn't. And of course, they used it, even though she broke the fourth wall many times. Um, so I don't believe in my heart of hearts that Bravo is withholding anything from us. Now, I will say I'm sure there's going to be some unseen footage that we will see at the reunion because these ladies haven't seen these upcoming episodes. I think that um, we're going to be seeing lots of recaps uh, towards the end of the reunion, which will be kind of hopefully enlightening and hopefully, you know, eye-opening for us. But I will say that I do not think that Bravo is withholding any footage from this incident. So anything from this point forward is, you know, we have to take Rinna's word for it. And right now her word doesn't mean much. Uh, <laughs> I don't think that the fans, and this is just me, my personal opinion of watching everything on social media play out. I do not think the fans um, are favoring Rinna at this point. I think a lot of people are on Kathy's side. And um, it's it's easy to take Kathy's side. I do think that something happened. Um, I was talking about this today. I do think something happened with Kathy. She might have been or she probably was intoxicated. Uh, 
she you know is probably an angry drunk she probably had a moment where she let loose and didn't really know what she was saying um but i do think and this is just the way i'm perceiving it i do think that rena is exaggerating the situation a little bit i do not believe for one second that kathy took her glasses off and stomped and hit the wall i mean that's just like in my head i'm trying to picture that and it sounds like something that a toddler would do and since we don't have footage of it, it's really hard to believe that. Because I want to believe that this whole situation is true, but it doesn't seem like it is. So hopefully this reunion will answer some questions, but um, I, I don't, I, you know, I, I don't expect, I expect it to be crazy. Let's just, let's just put it out there. <laughs> so as for why Kyle took the blame for all of the drama in Aspen, a source is saying because she is getting heat from her nieces and nephews. The source elaborated, and by the way, this source um, is Your Moms Are Watching, which is an Instagram account. Uh, I also have a source from Bravo Superfan on Twitter, so I'll get to that in a minute. Um, so, um, the source elaborated by saying they do not want Kyle calling out Kathy for anything. Also, Kyle's daughter is getting married this year, and Kyle doesn't want to um, wreck the wedding with family drama. Another source, um, and this is from Bravo Superfan on Twitter, said that Kyle took all the manufactured, created by editing heat so that Kathy could be sympathetic rather than out of touch rich lady who used a slur. So Kyle gets all the heat and is accused of not having Kathy's back, being mean about the tequila, and even those scenes were clear and even though those scenes were clearly pieced together to make Kathy seem sympathetic sympathetic, Kyle is taking it and playing along to save her sister. But we aren't ready for that convo. <laughs> Meanwhile, your moms are watching Instagram account also reported that Erica brings up the homophobic slur that Kathy allegedly made, which is allegedly the most dramatic moment of the reunion. Erica says, Kathy, you called the DJ an old effing. Um, I don't want to say it, but um, <laughs> she called him a, a homophobic slur um, and notes that this will likely get edited out. Kathy denied it, saying that she fl flatly denies everything from Aspen. Um, and she explains that before, um, before adding that, uh, sorry, the source explains before adding that Bravo showed the ladies clips from the last three episodes of season 12 at the reunion. However, nobody has seen the last three episodes in totality. So they have seen clips, but they have not seen the full episodes, which is something that they rarely do. Um, and, and fans are curious as to, you know, as maybe that Kathy is withholding footage and Bravo is scrambling to re-edit. I personally do not believe that that's i'm just letting you guys know that um if fans are curious why garcelle isn't holding kathy to the flame for her alleged comments the source explained the reason Garthel garcelle does not hold kathy to task for anything she may have said during her alleged meltdown in aspen is because garcelle was not at the caribou club when that happened no cameras are allowed in the club so it was not filmed all we have is erica's word excuse me and Rinna's word, and the bizarre and long-reaching cover-up by Kathy's team when she left Aspen and hid out for two months. When it comes to Rinna, she reportedly, excuse me, brings up the text Kathy sent her that said, please do not mention my rant about Kyle, and Kathy denies sending it. Andy asks for Rinna's phone, and Rinna gives it to him, and there is the text Kathy sent. Overall, the reunion on the whole was not very eventful. There were no walkouts, security was not called, and some conflicts were actually resolved. And also, Patrick Somers was not at the reunion, nor was he even brought up. Interesting. 
Um, so with all of that being said, first off, I want to say, I really hope that this isn't true. Um, I, I hope that Kathy, because I mean, clearly something did happen and I think it would be easier for Kathy to just say, look, I screwed up. I shouldn't have said anything. Um, and it was a moment of weakness and I apologize. Um, but then again, it's like, we don't really know because, you know, I don't think that Rena is fabricating all this. I mean, clearly something happened, but, uh, because otherwise that text wouldn't have been sent. And, um, that text is clearly sent from Kathy. I don't know how she could have fabricated that. Um, really, this is all going to depend on what happens at the reunion. I will say though, before this whole caribou club incident with Kathy, um, the episode that we watched where Kathy got pissed about the tequila. Now, I know that everybody said um, that what Rinna did wasn't that bad. And I agree. I don't think that, you know, her trying the Kendall Jenner tequila was really that bad. Um, however, I thought it was really weird that the, the footage was pieced together and all of a sudden Kathy was just so pissed and it was like zero to 100. I honestly feel like they edited out that scene really carefully. And so, um, I mean, she kind of had a little bit of a hot mic moment only because they were never showing her mouth. Uh, they never really showed, all they showed her was her back and she was covered and the camera was kind of there. So I don't really know if maybe they're going to show some footage at the reunion that's going to help explain that situation a little bit better. But I do feel like there was some sort of disconnect in the editing there and I caught it. I don't know if everybody else did, but it seems a little fishy to me. So a few episodes ago, um, Erica went off the rails when Crystal and Garcelle questioned why she isn't doing everything to make sure Tom's victims get every penny they deserve. Erica made it clear that she's not sure there are any actual victims and questioned that it's still unclear if they were or weren't paid. She also made it clear that she's intent on letting the legal process play out. Um, on the Beverly Hills after show, Kyle shared her opinion, basically saying that she is just as confused as Bravo fans are when it comes to Erica's inability to acknowledge the alleged victims of her, her estranged husband, Tom. Uh, she said, I just don't understand not being able to say, yes, there are victims. I feel terrible about the victims. They should all be paid and taken care of. I haven't personally done anything, but I acknowledge that these victims exist. That's the part that I struggle with, not understanding why she can't do that. Kyle also noted that Erica was not in the place to have a calm conversation because she was drinking and on medication, which is why she became so aggressive. She feels like she's in the fight of her life, and she doesn't feel like these women that she spends all this time with are not backing her. But it's just hard sometimes. It's very hard because it's all very confusing, and as much as we want to, there are just certain things you're like, this just doesn't make any sense. I definitely understand both sides of this situation. I think that... Um, you know, these ladies are held to a cross for not holding Erica accountable. So when they do hold her accountable, there are a lot of fans who are like, you know, stop badgering Erica. There's nothing she can do about it. But at the same time, it's like, you know, I get it. I think that she should at least acknowledge the victims. It's it's none of her concern. It's pretty much Tom's concern. But it I don't know. To me, it's not really a good look or she it wasn't a good look for her the other night when she was yelling at everybody. And she has apologized for that. But I mean, um, it, it, in my eyes, I'm, I'm no lawyer, but I think that it wouldn't hurt to just say, I, you know, I do hope that the, these victims, you know, reach some sort of end, you know, but that, that's not going to be an end with me. I, I, you know, there's nothing she can do about it personally. So I can't remember if I shared this or not, but Diana Jenkins, I think I have, 
she did um so she did announce that she had donated $100,000 to the victims of the 2018 Lion Air plane crash. The lawyer suing Tom and Erica on behalf of the families who lost loved ones in that plane crash thinks that Diana's recent press release about her donation was completely inappropriate. And he spoke with Page Six about his what he felt. And here is his statement. Uh, While Miss Jenkins may be well-intentioned, we do not believe that issuing a press release and soliciting donations from the public without having done the necessary legwork is an appropriate way to proceed. That being said, we hope that this is not a publicity stunt and we will reserve judgment until we hear directly from her. Um, Back in August, um, Jay Edelson's law firm delivered $2 million to give families that were allegedly scammed out of settlement money by Tom and his law firm. He said, as we previously announced, we have compensated the victims and are involved in ongoing litigation with those who we believe were involved in the Girardi Ponzi scheme to both recoup our money and hopefully get additional damages for the Lion Air clients. To the extent there are legitimate efforts made to provide donations by Jenkins, 100% will go directly to the victims. Miss Jenkins never reached out to our firm, and other than that, um, we... And other than what we have seen in the press, we know nothing about her claimed plans to donate money to the victims of this horrible tragedy. A rep for uh, Diana made her donation because she feels badly for the families of the 189 people who lost their lives and is taking action to provide support to them. This has nothing to do with any past or ongoing litigation. It is simply a way for Miss Jenkins um, and her foundation and its nonprofit partner to support the victims' families. Genuine compassion for the victims is what Diana had simply said. Um, And as for Diana contacting Edelson to locate victims of the plane crash, uh, her rep said, All funds raised for the victims of Flight 610 will be collected, safeguarded, and dispersed uh, to immediate family members of the people who lost their lives. Details about how the family members can apply for the support will be released in the coming months. Um, and the Sinella Foundation has raised a total of $100,153.87. So um, I, I thought that she just had donated to the... I, I didn't I, I didn't really know much about it. I mean, it seemed like it was like a genuine donation, but I guess I don't know if it's really true. Something that I found to be pretty interesting, uh, Diana Jenkins' fiancé, Asher, was caught on Twitter liking several negative comments about Diana, according to some screen grabs that were shared on Twitter by Mad Beefs. One of the negative tweets liked by Asher read, Diana Jenkins is a horrible person inside and out, and the only reason Asher was even on the show was to promote himself. I bet she even paid for it. Another negative tweet read, Donating your money to charities is nice, but it does not make you a good person. A third tweet said Diana is boring. And while Asher's likes turned heads, um, there's a source that spoke with Page Six that um, Asher wasn't the one liking the negative tweets about Diana. It turns out that his social media manager from London was the one liking the tweets on his behalf. Still, it's unclear why the social media manager would like negative tweets about Diana. Um, First of all, why do they always blame it on the social media manager? Like, you can't like your own shit on social media. I mean, it's just stupid. Um, it's just, I would never understand that. I mean, I think it's kind of weird, but whatever. So circling back to celebrities that are watching uh, Beverly Hills. Um, so John Hamm actor didn't hold back about Erica when he was asked by Howard Stern about her. Howard Stern explained that he only watches Beverly Hills and asked John Hamm if he does the same. And John Hamm explained that he's currently watching Beverly Hills, but admitted that he has delved into other franchises. More on that later. Um, He said, yes, I watched that one because that one is on now. 
Um, then Howard asked Ham, John Ham, the, the million dollar question, should Erica Jane give back the earrings? And he said, yes, she should. He also said the circular argument that she's not responsible. You just want to shake her and go, honey, they were never yours. Give them back. He also added, then I can't quite get, um, or then I can't quite get, are they $750,000 earrings or is it 750,000 per earring? And he said, just give them back. He then went on to explain how he got into Housewives to begin with, and he said, The one that got me started, the first hit of the pipe, was New Jersey. Started in Jersey, then went across the river to New York, and then we got on a plane and flew across the country and landed in Beverly Hills. I can't get into Salt Lake and the Dubai, the Atlanta. I can't get into the kind of an ancillary markets. Um, like I said, I think it's great that um, we got celebrities who are watching the show. It's funny, but... Um, yeah, the whole earring situation. I'm so sick and tired of talking about it. I don't even give a shit about these earrings anymore, you guys. I'm so annoyed by it. Circling back to Diana Jenkins and her lawsuits, um, she recently announced that a Los Angeles judge granted her request to subpoena Meta and Instagram to identify the people behind the accounts who attacked Jax on Instagram last month. She said, Great news. A judge in Los Angeles today granted my request to subpoena Meta and Instagram for any information they could identify of the horrible people who sent those messages to a 14-year-old. Getting their email addresses, mobile phone numbers, IP addresses will be a great start to exposing them to the world. She then added a copy of the legal filing in her post, um, and it's uh, pretty legit. Um, so far, Diana's co-stars Dorit, Rena, and Erica have commented on her update. Fans commenting on Diana's page celebrated the update. Excuse me, saying, love how you put your money where your mouth is. Everyone else is bitching about it, but you're doing something about it. And another person said, wow, now that's taking action. Actions speak louder than words. And you really took the time and initiative to do something about this. That's a true friend. Um, I think, I mean, I, I don't see how anybody could really, you know, crucify her for doing this. I mean, she's putting in the time and money to locate these people on on Instagram, uh, and and she will find it. I mean, if if Meta and Instagram are subpoenaed, then they will, um, they will have to turn over the information on these accounts. So we will find out if they were in fact purchase bots or if they were real accounts, um, and real people, which would be kind of great if it was, because then we can expose them. <laughs> so according to a new report uh, by Radar Online, uh, for about Lisa Rinna. Uh, it says, at this point, Bravo needs Lisa more than Lisa needs Bravo. She was a star before Bravo and will be a star long after Bravo, too. Lisa knows her worth and knows how to negotiate. Only Lisa is willing to call their bluff and walk away if she doesn't get the deal she wants. While the other, while the other ladies are frightened to upset Andy, Lisa is fearless. She's not frightened of him or anyone else. Insiders also note that Lisa is demanding $2 million a season, and that would actually make her... The highest paid housewife on Bravo. The current title is held by Real Housewives of Atlanta star Candy, who makes just a little under $2 million per season. Negotiations between Bravo and Lisa are still ongoing, and when asked about the contract negotiations, Lisa told um, Lisa's rep told Radar Online no comment. Um, so, I mean, let me just say this, because Lisa did post this thing the other day on her Instagram story saying, like, I'm like the LeBron James of Housewives. Like, they can't afford to lose me. And um, I, I think I've, I'm pretty sure I've said this before, so y'all better know. But, um, you know, they really listen to social media. 
Um, they really do. And I know a lot of people are probably anti-social media. They don't go on it that much. But I'm just telling you, Bravo really pays attention to social media. And I've been paying attention to social media ever since I started my blog. And I will say that Rinna is not liked on social media at all. I hardly see any pro Rinna tweets. Um, she could honestly be the Trump of Beverly Hills at this point. Um, she's definitely the show villain this year. And, um, and there's a, you know, there's kind of a difference, you know, if, if you're a villain and you're, you're liked, but, um, but if you're a villain and you're hated, then you could get fired. It's kind of similar to a Kelly Dodd situation where, um, and, and Andy has said this before too, on his radio Andy show, he says, you know, we can love to hate a housewife, but when we hate to hate a housewife is when it's their time to go. And, um, I think Rena's reaching that point. I mean, I know she has a lot of fans out there, but I, I can tell you the majority of what I see and I follow so many Bravo accounts, probably like at least, at least 300 Bravo accounts. I mean, I, I follow so many and there's not, and I read a lot of comments. A lot of what people are saying is that they do not like Rena, and I just don't see Bravo willing to spend, you know, that much money on somebody who is, <laughs> who is not a really well-liked housewife. Um, but then again, usually decisions are not made until after the reunion airs. That's usually when we start to find out who's returning, who's coming back. Negotiations for contracts can start now, but um, decisions, hardcore decisions will not be made until after the reunion is aired due to the fact that they actually like to see what the viewers' responses are to who's liked the reunion, who's not, how they perform at the reunion, um, how they come across at the reunion. So that's really important to them. So um, in the nicest way possible, um, there's a lot of people that will voice their opinions really harshly on Instagram, but I think, you know, subtly saying here and there, you know, that we dislike a certain thing that a housewife is doing is good, but I will not condone people saying you know, fire Rena, she's horrible, you know, kill her or whatever. I mean, people are just crazy on social media in these comment sections. I wish you guys could see it. So, um, yes, I will continue to update you guys on casting updates, but that is a pretty, um, pretty tall ask from Rena, but we'll see. Moving on over to Jersey, they have wrapped filming. Um, Teresa's ongoing feud with her brother, Joe, and his wife, Melissa, is still in full swing, according to their mutual good friend, Dolores. Um, she did a recent interview with Page Six where she said it's definitely at a high stage of bad. Despite the current drama, Dolores is hopeful that they can reconcile one day. She said, I wouldn't say this is terminal yet if I were to speak in medical terms. I've seen people come back from a lot worse. The drama between Teresa and the Gorgas went down while filming the finale episode for season 13 of Jersey. During filming, a rumor claiming Melissa cheated on Joe came to light, and this caused a major fight between the family and led to the Gorgas skipping Teresa and Louis' wedding. Um, when it comes to the cheating rumor, Dolores says, I would never believe such a thing, adding that she finds it's all very sad. She said they had a very small family to begin with, and now all they have is each other. They weren't raised to not get along. They weren't raised to not have their families together. And Dolores added that she is praying for peace for the family, especially for the sake of the kids, who uh, Dolores notes can't be close until their parents mend their relationship. Um, she also said when things are emotional between people as they are right now, you stay out of it, away from it, let things calm down, and then hopefully they'll come back together at some point. They're different versions of themselves right now. I think it's better that they are away from each other. Um, she said, Never, ever, ever will I pick a side amongst friends unless something is done to one of them that is so horrible. I love them all. Um, 
it's going to be tough to watch this play out, but, um, and especially for, you know, Teresa and Melissa and Joe, it's going to be tough to watch it all unfold. So I hope, I hope they can make up because I'm just tired of them not being able to get along, but we shall see. Okay, moving on over to New York. This is just some alleged tea. I don't fully know if it's true or not, but I'm going to share it with you guys anyways. According to an insider, Bravo and Cocktails, um, recent test filming for the upcoming reboot did not go well at all. The source revealed the new Roni reboot has gone to shit. Test filming with the finalized cast did not go well, and three stars have now dropped out. Bravo is holding crisis meetings to decide what to do ahead ahead of a potential BravoCon announcement. And um, there's also chatter of Bravo shifting focus to the Roni Legacy show, saying there's talk of prioritizing Legacy and airing it on Bravo. Don't expect Legacy in that title. Um, My guess from what I've heard is they'll either scrap the reboot or rebrand it to the girlfriends in New York City. Um, A second source backed up the claims, telling Bravo and Cocktails that the rumors are true. The source said... Roni T is 100% true. Bravo is majorly regretting their decisions regarding Roni. Andy watched the first two episodes of Lou and Sonia's spinoff, allegedly titled Real Housewives of New York, Luann and Sonia Take Benton, and told the producer, we fucked up big time. Meetings are being held to see how they can go forward with the two shows, and Andy wants Roni back to its old form with no legacy involved. Meanwhile, um... <laughs> There uh, was talk that Julia Fox could be joining uh, the Roni reboot, and she said they called, but I told them I'm just not really there yet right now. But she said maybe in the future. And she said I would only do it if I could be me and my friends, and I I would only do it if it could be me and my friends on it. Um, I I don't even know much about Julia Fox, so I don't know if that would be good or not. But as far as the Roni, uh, they got to figure this shit out because... I, you know, for me, I miss the old, I, I miss the old Roni. I don't think we need to have a legacy show. I think we just need to bring back like some of the old people that we liked. Um, what, whatever they have to do to get Bethany back on. I mean, the show essentially went downhill after Bethany went on. I, I know that I'm probably going to get shit for this, but, um, Bethany was, um, kind of a, a, you know, it's kind of like if Jersey got rid of Teresa and they were trying to kind of rebuild. I mean, you need Bethany there. You need to have, she's, she's kind of like, I I just don't know why they let her go. They should have adjusted the cast. I mean, they should have, they should have done something. Um, I, I think keeping Luann and Sonia would be fine. Um, Dorinda, you could maybe bring her back in a friend capacity. I think that would be interesting to see that. Um, I, I, I like Leah. I know a lot of people don't like Leah. I mean, she would be interesting to see on there again. I mean, having some people from earlier seasons wouldn't be a horrible idea. Um, They need to figure out what, you know, they got to figure out what to do. Because, I mean, I don't know. If if this new show is not working out and they're going to do like a Girlfriends in New York City, I mean, this is just crap. Like, we need our New York ladies. Um, Bravo has been so... Um, tight-lipped about what they're doing with this show, and I, I really think that they should, you know, step it up. Um, I hope they'll make an announcement at BravoCon, because that would be really exciting, and I hope they announce some new shows at BravoCon, because that would also be exciting, but who knows? Well, my friends, we have reached the end of The Ultimate Breakdown. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, there was a couple other things I wanted to share, but not a lot that was super interesting, so I decided to end it there. Um, but here is your Flash filming update. Um, Atlanta currently has one more episode that's going to be airing on 
um, Sunday, uh, one more episode of the reunion and the guys will be joining. I am hearing that for the next season that all the ladies have been asked back. So, um, you know, I, I think consistency is great. So it would be nice to see this whole cast return, maybe a few new people. Um, I'm also hearing some rumors that Kim Bierman might be coming back and Portia and that would be really great. So let's pray for that guys. Um, <laughs> Beverly Hills is currently still airing. I believe we have just two or three episodes left and then we have the reunion. It's still airing on Wednesdays. Um, Miami is currently wrapped and it should be airing early next year. New Jersey is wrapped and should be, um, should be coming out early next year as well. Um, I gave you guys kind of an update on Roni already. Um, there's no true concrete update. That was obviously all allegedly, but um, I will let you guys know if I hear anything more concrete. OC is currently still filming. Uh, Potomac will be airing October... God, why can I never remember? October... Why am I tripping? I have it in my cal calendar. October 9th? Y'all, I don't know. It's airing in October. Um, <laughs> um, and um, Salt Lake City is actually airing next week on Wednesdays after Beverly Hills. So stay tuned for that. September 28th premiere date. Dubai has not yet begun filming for the next season, but I believe it has been picked up. Vanderpump Rules is currently still filming. And I believe Summer House is done filming. I don't yet know for sure, but I believe it's done. Uh, and Winter House, uh, if you guys watch that, that will be airing soon too. I have the premiere date in my calendar somewhere. But if you watch Winter House, um, it's coming up. I believe it will be airing around BravoCon time sometime in October. So look out for that. Um, but yes, thank you guys so much for tuning in. And I will talk to you soon. Thank you all so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe so you know when I drop a new episode. Follow me on Instagram at Housewives Happy Hour for updates on the podcast and the latest news regarding all things Housewives. Until next time, this was Housewives Happy Hour with AJ.